Hello, friends, kingdom builders, kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to the ministry of Apostle Kenneth Fletcher and the Mind of Conception podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast to help us connect with the body of Christ and contribute to the growth and success of the kingdom of God. So let's join the teaching of the word right now. Well, praise God. Well, guys, again, we thank God for each and every one of you tonight. Uh, We thank God for all of you that continually get on and support the ministry, uh, even just with your uh, presence and, of course, your prayers uh, and really, excuse me, and I really appreciate it. And I really thank God for you that are continually helping me uh, with my assignment in the sense of getting the word of God out to many people, because I, like I told you before, I keep telling you uh, the podcast numbers keep growing. Uh, I don't know who's listening, but it tell you all of the different devices, uh, you know, tell you every week how many people have listened to that episode. And it basically does that by the different devices that have downloaded it or listened to it. So I know that people are listening to these things. And so we are grateful to all of you that are uh, putting it on the wings of prayer and also letting people know and just sharing it with them. Say, hey, here's something for you that maybe want uh, want to get into the word of God a little bit more. Uh, you want to study the word of God. Uh, I've noticed I do this myself because many times when God gives me a subject, I go back and listen to it myself. And even as I'm listening to myself talk to you all, I'm still learning things and getting revelation of what God is trying to say uh, to the body of believers. And folks, that's something that we have to realize how important it is to understand who we have become in Christ. And we talked, we're talking about the subject of examining the righteousness of God and all of the aspects of that righteousness, that how it deals with our lives, how he wants us to be like him. Uh, he said, be perfect even as your father in heaven is is perfect. He said again to us, he said, be ye holy for I am holy. And well, listen, God's not going to tell you to do something that he does not give you the ability to do, right? And so we have to understand God's ways, uh, understand the way God operates. Uh, God doesn't necessarily operate the way we operate from the human standpoint. Uh, Many of you know all of these things. I can just begin to speak about the word of God and what God says about all these things. Again, we know that God is not a man, that he should lie, right? Neither is he the son of man, that he should repent. Whatever God has spoken, God's going to make it good. Again, God is not flesh and blood, right? God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we have to begin to understand God's way of operation. And that's why I've been, we've been dealing with this. And as we're going to deal with it a little bit more, uh, we started off last week with Romans chapter number 10 and verse number three, where it talked about the people were ignorant of God's righteousness and they went about to establish their own righteousness. And I know specifically he was talking about the people of Israel, but again, bring it to believers in Christ today. How many people are ignorant of God's righteousness of God's way of doing things, and they try to establish their position 
their status with God based upon their own thought process of righteousness. And you're going to say, well, why are you talking about righteousness? Because the Bible is very plain. He says that blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after what? Righteousness, for they shall be filled. Again, hungering and thirsting for righteousness. So again, when we're talking about the righteousness of God, we're talking about God's way of doing and being right. Not not what we think it is, but what God has made known to us what it is. And it deals with almost every aspect of our life. Because if I don't, if I can't operate with God the way he wants to operate with me, or if I don't see myself in a status with God so that God can show me his way, then I, it's going to be very difficult for my faith and hope again to be in the right place, right? Uh, because we are human. We are, we are flesh and blood, right? But at the same time, we have been born again by the spirit and in the spirit. So the spiritual man has to override the natural physical man, glory to God. And the only way I can do that is I have to come into an agreement with God. Now, listen, I cannot agree with God and also try to be in agreement with a natural way of thinking. I want to slow down here because I want you to grab this. And this is what I'm talking about, about being ignorant of God's righteousness, right? God's way of doing and being right, right? And not trying to substitute something, whatever it is, whether it's works, whether it's good deeds, whatever it is, trying to substitute those things in order for those things to give me the, again, the status and the positioning with God that I so desperately need, right? Being holy because he is holy. Being perfect even as your father in heaven is perfect. Now, remember what Jesus said to the to his disciples. He says, except your righteousness exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, right? You have no part in the kingdom. What is he saying? So again, it's not a human, it's not righteousness from a human standpoint, right? It's not our good. In fact, Many of you know this verse. I believe it's in the book of Isaiah. I don't know the exact verse, but he says, our righteousness is as a filthy rag, right? No matter what we do, it is not going to give us that positioning and status with God in the sense of righteousness. There is none righteous. No, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. So if God left us right there at that point, we would be hopeless. But thank God he doesn't leave us right there at that point. He gives us the opportunity to, 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 to believe what he has done and to bring us into a whole nother positioning and status with God. Okay. So let's, let's try to work through this and walk through this. And you say, well, why is this important? Why are, we, why are you preaching about this? Because it has everything to do with how you and I will operate 
and how you and I will believe God or even, even attempt to, 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 to work together as co-laborers with him. See, if I don't see myself as being positioned with him and the status of where he has put me, it's going to be very difficult for me to be a co-laborer with him, right? Okay, glory to God. So, so we want to make sure that we understand that we have been, uh, we have through faith have righteousness imputed to us. And then that righteousness imputed to us or accounted to us or credited to us would cause us to begin to walk out the works that were given to us before the foundation of the world, right? Glory to God. All right, so, so let's go back to Romans 10 tonight real quickly. And I want to uh, look at these verses again, but I want to go down a little bit further, right? Because we just basically stopped at verse three, but I want to go down in that same Romans chapter 10, then let's see, start talking about this righteousness of God, right? Because we don't want to try to establish our own righteousness, but we want to walk in the righteousness of God, okay? So now watch this. Uh, verse number three again, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Check it out. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to who? To everyone that believeth. So folks, I'm telling you, this not only will help you and I as believers, but again, I said something on the podcast last week, right? This is why a lot of these, a lot of people are, are being deceived and being uh, drawn away to all these new uh, Hebrewism and all this new stuff because they're trying to get a righteousness established on something other than what Jesus Christ has done. See, and if you try to establish any kind of right standing with God other than what Christ has done, you're going to have all these branches of all of these doctrines and everything else because we're trying to find a way that will that will either supplement or substitute the fact that righteousness only comes through faith in Christ and it's not coming any other way. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So so watch this. Okay? Verse number 5 of Romans 10. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But watch this, verse six, but the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mind. But this is going to get good. Check it out. And in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. Check it out. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Let's keep going here. For with the heart, man believeth unto what? Righteousness. Come on now. And with the mouth, confession is made 
unto salvation. For the scripture said, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. So what am I saying? You're saying you've been teaching on this for the last couple of weeks. Why are you talking about this? Because with the heart, you believe unto righteousness. So see that your status and my status with God and my positioning with God cannot come any other way but by believing in the one whom he has set, that Jesus Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. It's not good works. It's not good deeds. It's not how many, uh, you know, as we say, it's not many how, how many old ladies I helped cross the street. That, that That's not going to give me a status with God. What's going to give me a status with God, a positioning, that, let me say that way, uh, with God is that I believe with the heart. Are you, are you with me? So when I believe with the heart, I believe unto righteousness, God's way of doing and being right. God says, okay, now I can work with you. Now you believe with the heart. Now you speak with the mouth and salvation comes your way. But if, it, if listen, let me, let me slow myself down here and watch this. You and I have dealt with people just like we all have. And people are coming up with all kinds of things trying to be right, trying to get right, right? Trying to establish some kind of status with God, some kind of positioning with God. And there, you you and I, beloved, just cannot do it. And so all that's why, listen, that's why, and, and if some of you can grab hold of it and you can grab this and you can see it so clearly. That's why all this new stuff is popping up because people are trying to find another way to to. to quote unquote, be right. There is no other way. Jesus is the only way. It's, it's, not, it's not my church. It's not my denomination. It's not my particular affiliation. It's in Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ only. And you know, this is where some people can't handle this because for them, they'll tell you, but that's just too narrow of a way. Well, folks, that is the way of God right? The way of righteousness is a narrow way. There, you know, the way uh, to salvation is a narrow way. Again, Jesus said, I am the door. If you come in by me, you'll find salvation. He said, I'm the good shepherd. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the door to the sheepfold. See, so there's no other way. But here's where people get, uh, some people, and even, even quote unquote, call themselves Christian people. They'll try to tell you, oh, there's something else. There is nothing else. He is the way, and it is a narrow way, and it is a straight path, and, and God's not accepting any other form of righteousness. He's not accepting it. And so our job is, listen, I don't have to argue with you. You can call yourself a Hebrewism or whatever you want to call yourself. But listen, the righteousness that God will accept is the righteousness of faith. Other than that, he's not going to accept it. So you do what you want to do. Glory to God. Sometimes you got to tell people that kind of stuff because, you know, they, they think they came up with something new and they got some new thing going and they feel like they really found something now. But what you're trying to add something to the finished work of Jesus Christ when he said on the cross. And I know we got the Easter holiday coming up when he said it is finished, folks, that was the end. There is no other substitute or no other sacrifice for sin. OK, praise God. So, so let's 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 dig into this just a little bit more. Quickly, go with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter number eight, and I want to show you what I'm talking about. 
in the book of Hebrews chapter number eight. And so again, uh, there are many people in our day and age, just like in times before us, that have tried to find another path. They've tried to find another way. And, and, and that's that's been uh, one of the devil's tricks since we can remember. Oh, there, there's many ways to God. You know, there's many ways to get to God. But that's, listen, the reality is, and it's not my, listen, this is not, let me say it this way. This is not exclusively something that I'm saying as a preacher so that it so that it benefits me, right? No, no, no. See, people got that messed up. Listen, Jesus is the only way. You don't ever have to follow nothing I say or whatever. You don't have to follow my teachings or anything. But I'm telling you that Jesus is the only way. Glory to God. And so that don't mean you got to come to my church. That don't mean you better be in my fellowship, you know. Uh, but I'm telling you that if you want to get to the Father, you have to go through the Son. All right. Glory to God. All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. So praise God. Mm -hmm. uh, Hebrews chapter number eight. I don't think I told you the chapter. Uh, and we're going to just start here uh, at, uh, oh boy, this, you want to read this whole chapter, but we don't have time to read the whole thing tonight. But let's start here at verse number nine. Like I said, you want to read the whole chapter to get the context. But verse number nine says, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. Now watch this. This is heavy. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Wow. In that he said a new covenant he hath made the first old now, now that, that which decayeth and waxes old is ready to vanish away. So what am I saying? See, God says, I'm going to put the word in their mind, put it in their heart, and I'm going to be merciful to their unrighteousness. Why? Because when they put faith in me, I'm telling God says, when they put faith in my son, the one I sent, the one I sanctified, then I'm going to credit it to them as righteousness. Glory to God. So we're going to see that as we just go over here to uh, chapter 10. And verse number eight now, real quickly, we're still in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number eight. He says, above when he said sacrifice and offerings and burnt offerings for sin thou wouldest not, neither has pleasure therein which are offered by the law. Then he said, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second. By, which, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Glory to God. See, this is a very narrow way, but it's a great way. And the reason why it's a great way 
is because when I put my total trust and my total confidence and my total, if you will, if I when I put all my eggs in Jesus' basket, just you know, come with me here, then then God counts it as righteousness. And God says, Now I have given you my salvation because you have believed from the heart. Glory to God. And it's not by any works of righteousness which we can do, but it's by the washing and regenerating and renewing power of the Holy Ghost. And that comes through our belief and faith in him. So you might say, well, if that's the case, then, then what, what do I need to do all of these things for? Well, because God has already put it out there. He said, if you hunger and thirst after the righteousness, you shall be filled. But if you don't hunger or thirst for it, you won't be filled with it. And then you can't walk in it, right? He said, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things will be added unto you. Glory to God. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so that's very important for us to grab a hold of and realize where we, the benefit that we have been given in order to walk this thing out, okay? So listen, let's go quickly uh, to 1 Corinthians, and we're going to stop with this one tonight. So it's going to be a little bit shorter, a uh, little bit shorter lesson tonight because I want you to, I don't want to get off into too many branches of this, but the main thing I want you to see is, is that, uh, that with the heart you believe unto righteousness. See, the righteousness of faith speaketh on this wise, glory to God, man. And, and, and that's hard for people, you know, why is that hard? For some people that's hard because they want to have some kind of uh, justification that uh, of why they can receive it. You know what I mean? They want to be able to say, well, you know, I did this and I did that and, 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 and whatever have you. I did these many good deeds. But with God, he's like, no, no, no. There's none righteous. You know, your your righteousness and my righteousness don't amount to anything. But his righteousness amounts to everything, right? But you, as, us as human beings, we want to say, we really, that something, that thing in us that want to say that, well, you know, I did this and I did that. Well, the only thing you did was believe. Glory to God. Okay, y'all just got to hang, hang right there with me. Okay, uh, praise God. Uh, here we go. 1 Corinthians chapter number one. Many of you know these verses here. You probably read it, might have preached it to other people uh, and then whatever have you. Uh, and so, but we'll look at this where he talks about who God calls, right? God not calling the people that he, you know, basically Jesus, when he was here, he said, I didn't call to come to call the people that already feel like they got righteousness. He said, I didn't call it. I didn't come to call the righteous. I come to call the sinners to repentance, right? You see, so the righteousness that he's looking for now, even in us, is given to us. We didn't deserve it or earn it, but we believed him and that gave us position with God. That gave us a status with God, that we are now his children. Now we can be called kings and priests unto God because he made us. He brought us into that place. Do you see that? I pray that you got that. Okay, let me let me go on here. Glory to God. Mm. All right, praise God. Uh, 
1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 31. And, and we'll stop with this tonight. He says, for you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. I love how God does things. That no flesh should glory in his presence. Lord, have mercy. But of him <laughs> are you in Christ Jesus, who of God, now watch the word, is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. So when we say, look what the Lord has done, right? Folks, that's not just uh, 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 religious talk. He has become our wisdom. God don't call us because we are, uh, you know, he, he, Jesus didn't say, I didn't come to call the righteous. I didn't come to call those people that pray like, you know, like the Pharisee praying, uh, Lord, I thank you. I fast twice a week and I do this and I do that and I give tithes of all that I have. And I thank you that I'm not like other men. And I thank you that I'm not even like this sinner over here that won't look up. God don't want even want those folks. Y'all got to hear what I'm saying. Yeah, hear me understand my, my speech. God is not impressed with our righteousness. <laughs> God is not impressed with our, our, our human uh, perception of piety. God, God's not impressed with it. He, he could care less. He, you're not impressing him. I'm not impressing him. What impresses God is when you will believe that he in his goodness and through his greatness is able to justify the ungodly. Glory to God. Because there's none righteous, not one. Glory to God. But God sees it. He says, if you'll come to me empty-handed, so to speak, and open-hearted and believe me, then I will account it unto you as righteous. Amen, amen. Thank God for his word. We pray that you were blessed by the teaching on our podcast today. Please join us for online fellowship in our personal Zoom room. The access code is 931-432-8488. And the password is the number two. God bless you. We love you and hope to connect with you soon. Until then, continue to be about the Father's business.